Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. There's this militia that kind of floats around America, and when needed, they show up and start burning buildings and flipping over police cars, and no one knows who they are or who's paying for this? How can that be? Well, Tucker, you laid it out just perfectly. And I think, honestly, America is sick and tired of Antifa. Look at what they've done over years now. Just from 2020, they're responsible for nearly $2 billion in damage and many people dead. But the war is against the police. And the reason why is because Antifa is the ground troops of the Democrat Party. Not only are they the ground troops, they breed them, they raise them, and then they bail them out of jail when they get arrested but they never get prosecuted. And that's because, well, we know the truth. It's the Democrats in control and it's the establishment and it's the unelected bureaucrats that make no apologies for their support of Antifa. Well, it's time to do something about Antifa. And that's why I'm going to introduce legislation to declare Antifa domestic terrorist because they need to be taken apart. We need to investigate exactly who they are, who funds them. And then we need to make sure that whenever they come out and erupt in violence, attacking police officers and attacking businesses in cities like my my city, uh, in Atlanta, in Georgia, we need to make sure that they're arrested and charged with domestic terrorism charges, just like the GBI did this past weekend. Enough of Antifa. They are not the anti-fascists. They are the fascists. And they always show up and, and they, they defend Democrat, Democrat causes. Not only do they attack police, but they defend the drag queens targeting our children with drag queen story time. With the midterms safely behind them, Antifa is back. Democrats have rolled their shock troops back out. You know, the Antifa shock groups, the ones who, along with Black Lives Matter in the summer of love, got a bit out of hand 2020, torched a police precinct, built it, burnt it near to the ground, torched a federal courthouse. And burnt an iconic D.C. church near to the ground. They tried to storm the White House grounds, too. Yep, scared the Secret Service so badly, they took Trump to an underground bunker. In the era of censorship, they plotted much of their anarchy and violence on social media unimpeded. Yet, two years after they literally set the streets of D.C. on fire, there have been hardly any prosecutions. Meanwhile... The FBI's now worked their way to the protesters who protested peacefully on January 6th and never entered 
the Capitol, but were arrested and jailed nonetheless for merely exercising their First Amendment rights. These people, some of them are still in jail, no trial, no bail. And in some cases, these political prisoners, and that's what they are, were placed in solitary confinement. But they're there. They've shown up across the country as parents have protested drag queen shows for kids and beaten some of those parents senseless. As the House whip for the Democrats, Representative Catherine Clark is now the number two in Democrat leadership, the number four in leadership in the House overall. And her son, who recently became her daughter, he was known as Jared, now he's, she's Riley, participated in an Antifa riot, destroyed public property, tagged buildings, and when the police arrested them, they go by them. When the police arrested them, the crowd surrounded them, 20 of them, hurling things at the police officer who was struck, assaulted, and ended up bleeding. No Republican Congress member would have survived this had anybody during the January 6th protest been this violent to an officer. Nobody was. The stories of that were actually made up and later corrected by the media. So what you have right now is the absolute spectacle of the number two ranking Democrat in the House, number four overall in leadership, putting out a statement after an officer is assaulted by her child's Antifa goon friends in a riot and she doesn't apologize for it. She doesn't apologize to the officer. She doesn't wish him well. She doesn't mention him at all. You know why? Because she's cool with her child and their friends making that officer bleed. It's astonishing. Here's her statement, something a Republican would have never gotten away with. Last night, my daughter was arrested in Boston, Massachusetts. I love Riley, and this is a very difficult time in the cycle of joy and pain in parenting. Uh, Not for the officer. He ended up bleeding. We, We don't care about you, honey. We care about him. But being a Democrat, she would assume we care about her. Anyway, she continues, this will be evaluated by the legal system, and I am confident in that process as usual tucker carlson on fox news was the only one who really appreciated what just happened here and this is what it was so katherine clark's own son jared dowell was riding along with antifa in boston on saturday night he was vandalizing a monument on boston common when police tried to arrest him jared dowell and other protesters then assaulted the police causing the specific officer to bleed from the nose and mouth Oh, that was her son. So Catherine Clark was forced to issue a statement about this, of course. So Catherine Clark issues a statement and refers to her son as her, quote, daughter. Huh, of course. And wrote that, quote, this is a very difficult time in the cycle of joy and pain in parenting. (laughs) It's just, you know, part of the cycle where your adult son pretends to be a woman and attacks police officers. Totally normal. It's just part of the, the cycle of parenting. But what you have in effect here is the official endorsement of domestic terrorism from the highest level of the Democratic Party. And why wouldn't you? Again, this is their militia. These are their state-sanctioned shock troops, and they are effectively immune from criticism. I've told you this for a long time. The Democrats are using the Russian Revolution playbook here. And it makes perfect sense because they want to subdue, capture, and rule with an iron fist 
a country that is heavily armed and packed with military age men and men who have served in the military who have those weapons. There's only one country like that that's ever been subdued by Marxists. It's the USSR, where gun ownership was not only legal, but widespread at the time of the communist revolution. What people don't realize is that that revolution went on for almost 20 years before the Marxists took over. How did they do it? They started with attacks on police officers, demonized them. The groups that backed them raised money. Then they began with property destruction. That'd be a destruction of anybody's property associated with the police who protected the police. Jurors who found them guilty um, of harassing and throwing acid in the face of police officers. Um, Basically anybody who didn't like them making the police bleed. Then before you knew it, they were in the living rooms of the police officers and their families, torturing them to death. And then they would pay you a home visit. This is how they got around the gun ownership thing with a campaign of violence and terror. Their violence was normalized and celebrated or at least excused. Well, you know, those officers, they've been too tough. So we understand the response. And then before you knew it, if a juror uh, voted against them, sent one of them to Uh, You know, the gulag sent one of them to prison for attacking said police officer. Well, that person's entire family might be killed. Best not to criticize. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Then they spread their campaign of terror. Overall, uh, they would murder, massacre, torture over 22,000 families. The fear of them became so awesome that nobody dared speak out, armed or not. Because when they started coming to your house, they'd keep coming to your house. In other words, it started exactly as it is now in America. And here's the other parallel. Even the propaganda is the same. Well, it's just property damage. Well, I mean, aside from the bleeding cop and the one who was shot in uh, Georgia. But, you know, other than that, nobody really cares anyway. They're cops. Um, It's just property damage. And, you know, we, we can't criticize that. Yes. What does that allow them to do? Come to your home and burn it down, which is exactly what they did in the Russian Revolution. So by the time the 20 years had passed, I think we're about year th- in, in, in this about year three or so. By the time the 20 years had passed and the Marxists who were way outnumbered by the armed population and those who opposed them, who couldn't even win an election, the Marxists took over, rolled over everybody else, including the armed, and we got the Soviet Union. The left... Bleeding cops or not is in absolute unison over this. It's as if they know it's part of the plan. Here's the talking head on CNN, David Peisner, explaining property damage is just really not violence. There's a real blurring of the lines in the use of the word violence. Is property destruction violence? Um, To some people, it certainly is. Um, But, uh, you know, this idea that breaking windows or, or or other acts of property destruction are the same as uh, actual violence against humans uh, is, is, is it's kind of a dangerous and, and slippery 
concept. You keep using these words, violent, 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 violent. Yep. Straight out of the Russian Revolution Marxist playbook. They're normalizing the idea of burning down the homes and the businesses of people they disagree with. Folks, they've already torched, attacked, and in some cases destroyed pregnancy crisis centers across the country in more than 100 incidents. Was that a separate group from Antifa? Sure, but I guarantee the funders are the same. That the funding runs through the very same Democrat Party networks. Folks, we cannot let this be normalized. And yet, at least criminally, it already is. Tucker nailed that last night. It's happening just as it did in the pre-Soviet USSR, where not only was the violence normalized and celebrated, politicians actually raised money for the groups doing it. They were popular. They developed a following. And as a result, absolute total power over the streets. Make no mistake and don't make the mistake of laughing about Antifa here, there, and everywhere and how silly these goons look in their booking photos. They intend to be ubiquitous, widespread, and amount an absolute terror campaign of attrition. Count on it. That's why they're coming back out of the shadows and beginning to do their work again. Tucker nails this. Merrick Garland and Christopher Wray, who runs the FBI, are making certain that every last January 6th defendant spends years in jail. Their lives are destroyed on the no-fly list. And yet Antifa terrorists get released almost as soon as they're arrested. This weekend in Atlanta, the police arrested the 22-year-old son of a surgeon in Kennebunkport, Maine, called Francis Carroll. Now, in case you're wondering <laughs> who these people are, well, they come from the key Democratic demographic which of course is not people of color, working people. That's nonsense. The key democratic demographic is upscale professionals and their lunatic children. So this kid grew up in a $2 million mansion, pictures of him on his father's yacht. He was arrested on domestic terrorism charges a month ago in Atlanta. He assaulted police officers and terrorized residents. Is he still there? No, he got out of jail immediately. So then apparently he went again to an Antifa riot. This weekend in Atlanta, police say Carroll went out and committed some more domestic terrorism, including arson. So why does this kid, the rich kid, get off when the people who showed up at the Capitol, consistent with their constitutional rights to complain about what really did seem like fraud in the 2020 election, they went to jail? Well, have you ever checked the percentage of January 6th defendants who've experienced a personal bankruptcy? much higher than average. These were actual working class people, deeply frustrated, completely out of options and unheard by everyone in Washington. It's not an excuse for the vandalism some of them committed, but it tells you it's a very different group of people. They didn't go to Middlebury or some other liberal arts madrasa. They're actual working people. But they're in jail and the rich kids are out. Is anyone gonna ask Merrick Garland to explain that? Is anyone gonna, Ask what Antifa is, who leads this group? How many more riots do they have to lead before the New York Times gets interested and does a five-part series on what is this? Who are these people? Who pays for this? Where do they stay at night? What's their background? Give us some news on Antifa. They're the biggest armed militia in the United States and we know nothing about them. Why? Because they're aligned with the Democratic Party. But they're telling you the real threat is rural voters with AR-15s, assault weapons. You must disarm Republican voters. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs>
disarm. Why don't you go ahead and disband Antifa? Go full RICO on them. Let's find out who their leaders are. Let's see them in jail. Then maybe you can tackle street crime and then pay a little bit of attention to the drug cartels that control the southwestern United States. And then maybe at that point, you'll convince some people to register their AR-15. Reservations. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.